This is the Relationship Badass Podcast, where we learn to open our hearts and love authentically. It's an honor to have you here. Now, let's go deep together. souls and welcome back to this show I like to call the relationship badass podcast I am your humbled host Nikki Sunshine coming at you from my beautiful bungalow in Bali Indonesia the newest place I call home for now. (laughs) And boy, am I honored that you've chosen on this precious day to spend some of your precious moments with me in your ear. Now, I have this gut feeling that a lot of you listening are first-time listeners this week. So if you've never been here before, welcome, welcome. On this podcast, I, or myself with various guests, talk all about things relationship. This, of course, includes relationships with others, lovers, friends, family members. That rich and succulent relationship I have with myself and the range of topics continues to expand relationship to my emotions, my relationship to travel, relationships to money. There's a little foreshadowing for you all. So no matter who you are, there are episodes and juicy content in here for you. Mm. Honey, I am so excited to be with you today. Ah, It's such an interesting time in the world right now. No matter where you are, which is even more interesting. In my lifetime, in my 27 years of life, in this lifetime, I've never experienced such a movement where no matter where you are in the world, there's no bubble to hide in. There's no way to play ignorant. And we're all being called to open our eyes. Can you feel it? So today's episode is all about the relational medicine during this time of the coronavirus and what I like to call the fear epidemic and during this time of great uncertainty and limitless shifts occurring all over the planet. Hmm. So what's going on in the world right now? I look around, I see change, lots of change, and not that type of change where I get to kind of plan it out and control the way that it goes down. No, no, no. I see that change that comes suddenly without plan, without expectation, and that asks to be trusted. So there's a lot of change occurring 
big shifts, big, big shifts happening on the planet right now, energetically, absolutely energetically, and we'll go more into that. Physically, our sweet mama earth is experiencing big, big shifts. And from what I can see, the shifts mama earth is experiencing are, are greatly nourishing and positive. I've been reading a few things. I, uh, I don't, I'm just in a space in my life where I choose not to absorb too much outside information because I'm in such a deep space of trust with myself and I know that the most potent and truthful information for me comes from me. So I haven't been reading much news. I haven't been watching many videos. Um, but something I have been looking up when I want to kind of go into the world of the interwebs is um, I like to Google something like acts of kindness or blessings that have come from the coronavirus. Uh, this is where I choose to put my focus right now. So I was reading the other day about Hong Kong, China, and how for the first time in decades, the blue sky has appeared once again in the city. After decades of a thick smog literally blocking the blue sky. Now, let me just zoom out a bit here. In Hong Kong, China, it's one of the... Um, biggest sites, cities for production on the planet. Uh, as you know, many of the household products you own, if you look at the bottom of that plastic bottle, likely says made in China. So there are people who have worked in factories, sometimes almost their entire lives. And they live in these cities and they work and sleep in the factories because they are required to work such long hours that they don't even have time or space or money to get back home. So they live and sleep in these factories for just barely any money. It's so, it's heartbreaking. And so imagine that if there's people out there who have lived and worked in a single building in the middle of Hong Kong, China for potentially decades. And they that means they haven't seen the blue sky in decades. Wow. Oh. I mean, just drink that in for a minute. It's incredible. Powerful. So the blue skies have appeared. Birds have begun singing again. My bungalow neighbor named Todd, shout out Todd if you're listening to this, sent me an article from Venice in Italy where tourism has been at a high for a very long time. And since the lockdown in Italy, it has been reported that in the Venice Canal, the water is clear for the first time in many years. You can look into the water and see schools of fish, which haven't been visible for years and years because of all the sediment and garbage that floats at the top of the canal. It's reported that dolphins and swans have returned to the canal. Oh. So big shifts for Mama Earth here. Simultaneously, there are big shifts happening on a human level in the way we live, in the way we've been taught to live, that westernized idea of working and doing and working and doing has no choice but to halt in this moment and that is a huge shift for so many and of course we're also experiencing massive shifts energetically consciously mm. and there's a big invitation here for all of us energetically, relationally, which we will dive into in just a little bit. 
So what else is occurring in the world right now? There is uncertainty. Certainty almost everywhere. You can talk to almost anyone and learn about where they're feeling uncertain right now. For me personally, these last few weeks, I've felt a lot of uncertainty around where am I going to be in a few weeks? With my visitor's visa coming close to expiration here in Bali and my original flight out of here was to Vietnam to go backpacking and Vietnam has closed its borders to any travelers as have most of the countries around here on this side of the world and soon to be worldwide is my feeling. So I've been dealing with the uncertainty of am I going to have to get on a plane and, and go somewhere and uproot in the middle of all this madness. Many are facing uncertainty in the area of their line of work, their jobs, wondering when they'll be able to go back to work, facing uncertainty with themselves. Isolation, social distancing as it's being called creates quite the invitation to look inward. And for many, that experience of looking inward creates massive, massive uncertainty. Hmm. I see in the world isolation. Isolation from each other. And isolation from a life which perhaps you've known for so long. So there's a relational isolation happening because people, so many, are literally quarantined to their homes. And there's an isolation from that day-to-day -day routine or the, the, the work or, or the, the thing the experience, the doing that has perhaps kept me distracted for so long. And now I don't have that distraction. Maybe that resonates for some of you listening. Finally, I see scarcity. Scarcity with industries shutting down or slowing down completely businesses closing in the wake of this isolation. I see a lot of scarcity, which makes sense because people are afraid. They're afraid their root needs will not be met. That is food, water, shelter, paying rent, medicine, the things we actually need to survive that make us feel safe in our root, root chakra. So with change, massive shifts, uncertainty, isolation, scarcity, all present in the world right now, there is, as a result of all these things, a lot of fear. A lot of fear. Can you feel it? You listening right now, can you feel the fear in the world? Naturally, as these things almost invite a gravitation towards fear consciousness, it makes sense that so many are scared and that there is so much fear present. So, what is this worldwide? relational invitation that is being bestowed upon us all in this moment to choose love consciousness over fear consciousness. Now, the growth comes in choosing love right now because it's not necessarily easy to do so, right? Growing requires pushing a bit of a growth edge, as I like to say. And so 
for me, I'll speak for myself here, it's pretty easy to choose love when everything is going my way. When all of my needs are seemingly being met, when I have very little worry in my sphere, it's pretty easy to choose love in those moments. And it's great. What a blessing that for so many moments in my life, I've had times where it was easy to choose love. That in itself feels like a potent blessing. And now we're in a time when it's not so easy to choose love. When fear perhaps feels easier than love right now. Especially if you're watching the news or scrolling on social media and absorbing the fear you might see or feel from others. So, what is the growth invitation here? Choosing to share with others when a part of me genuinely feels like I might not have enough for myself. Choosing to extend out a hand in service when a part of me feels I must contract in order to protect myself. Choosing to connect with an open heart even when so many forces and leaders encourage isolation. Choosing to return to myself, that is my genuine love radiating vibrational essence. When it's so easy to pick up on and and feel the mass fear frequency and the energy of chaos that surrounds us, particularly for those empaths out there. I know, I know, darling. It's so easy to feel what the rest of the world is feeling. And then maybe you've had this experience before. I know I have. And then actually getting confused thinking it's mine. So the invitation here is to return to that radiating love, open-hearted essence that lives within all of us, that is the truth of us all. The game, in my perception, is not human versus coronavirus. The game so to speak, of this massive experience, as I can see it, is love versus fear. So before I dive into a little more of a practical application of what I mean here in today's world, I would like to read one of my recent Instagram posts with you all. If you're listening to this and you're not following me on the gram, head on over to Instagram at Relationship Badass. This is where I am sharing the juice, the wicked dance parties, the love, and the potent yummy content on the daily. So you get the juice here once every week or two, depending on where I am in my world on the podcast and on my Instagram page. I am um, quite consistent there. So 
come on over and join me if you have not. I'm just going to read this post that I made a couple, um, couple of days ago because I think it really outlines the theme of today's episode beautifully. What is occurring in the world relationally right now? Collectively, we are being called forward in a grand way. We are being invited to step into real love during a time when real fear is potent and present on the planet. We are being asked to come together during a time where for so many, separation feels like a safety mechanism. Real love is asking us to open while real fear is asking us to close. Love invites us to extend while fear invites us to contract. Love says, share what you have with those who need it. Fear says, make sure you have enough or more than enough for yourself. Love says, trust me, darling. Fear says, panic, panic, panic. Love invites remembrance of the knowing that the most important thing is how we treat each other and the planet, especially now. Fear wants me to believe that the most important thing is my own survival. Love asks us to focus on the beauty that is born of this mysterious time. Fear wants us to focus on what has been seemingly lost. Love is everlasting and knows no bounds. Fear is temporary and impermanent. Now more than ever, we are collectively being called to act with abundant love and unconditional generosity towards one another. I understand, my love. It's challenging to access this real love frequency during a time so deeply infused with uncertainty. So how do I return to love in any given moment? I breathe deeply. I feel spirit pulsing through my system, an affirmation of my connection to all that is. I feel love in my heart and I drink it in as sweet medicine. And I share that medicine with everyone I meet. I sing songs and pray often to alchemize heaviness into lightness. I remember that my simple existence is confirmation that I am worthy and made of pure love. And most of all, I trust. I trust the unfolding of the planet as I know this time is here for us all. Simply because it is here. I pray for all beings on the planet that we may find the courage to continue acting in real love. What acts of kindness and expressions of beauty have you seen bloom as a result of all that is happening in the world right now? It is important to share these beautiful antidotes. (laughs) So, with that, I'd like to extend the invitation to you listening right now to share those beautiful antidotes. Share them with me. I love to hear them. So you can do this in a number of ways. You can head on over to my Instagram post that I just read and share these beautiful antidotes of kindness in the time of Corona in the comments. 
you can make a little video and share it on your Facebook or Instagram story. Tag me at Relationship Badass so I'm sure to see your share. You can send me a direct message and share. I love hearing these little acts of kindness and community and connection that are blooming so beautifully in this equally uncertain and for some very terrifying time. So don't forget to share the positive, beautiful pieces of this whole experience. It's important as I see it that we share those pieces as well. So how is this game, as I call it, love, real love versus real fear, how is this showing up literally in the world right now? Well, here in Bali, if you've never been to Bali, uh, oh, it's so beautiful, and the people here are... You know, I can't speak for every single human, but the energy on this island is one of of great trust and spirit. And even my little Balinese family that has adopted me, uh, while they are feeling great sorrow and, and mourning as the markets and the shops are getting shut down and people are quite literally worrying about their actual well-being because people out here, they don't have money. They don't have family they can call with money. Three to four generations live in a single bungalow together, um, a single house. So uh, it's a lot different than America. It's very real for them. So even as they feel this, this deep sorrow and they grieve, there's this energy of trust. It's, it's so beautiful. So here in Bali, I'll speak to my own personal experience. A lot of people like me, travelers, digital nomads, people who are traveling on a, on a budget, planning to go home to their home countries and resume work at a certain time, are now starting to feel the energy of scarcity. And so in feeling that scarcity, they're wanting to barter more, haggle more when they go shop. Uh, bartering is a big piece of the culture here in Bali. You go to the shops and it's, even in this book I'm reading on Indonesian culture, it talks about bartering and how to barter and um, it's a part of the culture. And so what I've been noticing in some of my traveling friends is the scarcity mindset where because they're in fear of well, I was going to go home in six months and work, or I was going to go home in three months and work, and now I don't know if that'll be available. They're wanting to barter more and say, okay, I really can't afford this, so 50,000 rupiah instead of 100. Um, I just went to lunch with a dear sister of mine, and uh, at the end I, I threw down a tip, and she said, well, there's already a tip in the receipt. And I said, yeah, yeah, yeah I want to I want to give more. And she said, well, I don't know. With everything going on, I feel like I can't, I, I don't really want to, I'm not sure how much money I'll have, so I don't want to tip as much. And hearing that, I actually took more money out and put it on the table because I feel it's important for me, someone who feels grounded in my abundance right now, to demonstrate and live in abundance during this time of scarcity. So for all of us digital nomads and travelers out here in Bali, what's the invitation? Well, these Balinese people, they're hurting massively. Normally, this time of year is the height of tourist season. I've heard that typically you, you can't even walk on the sidewalk without bumping into so many people. And... When I walk out onto those streets of Ubud, let me tell you guys, it is empty. It is a ghost town. There's no tourists here. Um, the tourists that were here, many of them up and left to go back to their home countries in fear that 
well, what if I can't return later? I must return now. And so these businesses that rely on tourism to sustain themselves are hurting so much. And so the woman selling the shirt in the clothing shop or the waitress today at our lunch, I can see that they, they need help. They need help. Their only source of income is completely tapped right now. And so I, too, in moments start to think, oh, no, maybe I maybe I shouldn't do this or shouldn't go there. Or maybe I should haggle this person or barter more. And I'm choosing to continue to return to love, opening, trusting walking into the shop and saying, how much? Okay, here it is. And not even attempting to barter because I know, I can feel how much this person needs this right now. Adding the extra tip onto the restaurant as I look around and see that I'm the only one in there. Because man, as a waitress, tips are your entire livelihood. You must really need this. So this is a way that an invitation is showing up in my own life right now in Bali. Noticing when fear and scarcity shows up in my system. Allowing it to have a voice, sure, absolutely. And I'll talk more about that at the end of this podcast, how to give your grief and your scarcity and your fear of voice and an avenue for expression without allowing it to control you. But this is one way I've been seeing this this game, this invitation of love versus fear show up in my own life. Another way I've been seeing this invitation show up in the world right now is something I haven't witnessed um, right here in my own world, but I've been seeing over the internet, via social media, and YouTube videos, and speaking to people I love in America, and that is running out of supplies at the store. So, you know, the moment this pandemic hit the planet, I heard reports and stories and shares about going to the store to get food, to get toilet paper, to get hand sanitizer, and having empty shelves, no water, no food, no toilet paper. And so what's what's going on here? Why in a country where we have so much, like oversupply, you walk into a Walmart and there's enough supplies to probably supply everyone on this little island I'm living on. And yet in a single store, and yet we're running out. Why is that? Well, fear says, take more than you need for self-preservation. So the moment the headlines started to hit about coronavirus and potential isolation and potential quarantine, fear said, go, go to the store and buy a year's worth of toilet paper buy months worth of food and grab grab all the hand sanitizer you can get because you need to have enough for yourself. Love, on the other hand, says, take only what you need, darling, so that there is enough for everyone. And trust me, you will always, always be taken care of. So in these moments where we feel that we need to stock up and hoard so that I can be safe, so that my family can be safe, that is one of the crucial moments where the invitation lies to notice the fear and choose love and think, you know what? Someone else might need this. Someone else might need this more than me. I have what I need for right now. 
So I will leave the rest of this for someone else. And I know that's not an easy call to make during these times. And it is an invitation. Remembering that you, we are always provided for. And when I truly believe that and when I trust that fully with every fiber of my being, it manifests as truth. I read a story the other day. I can't remember where this happened, but a woman shared this story um, online. She was in line at the store, and she had gotten the last bottle of hand sanitizer in the, in the whole store. And so she was checking out. She had food, I think like a thermometer, medical supplies, and she had children at home, so she was really concerned about her kids. And when it came down to it, she was short money on her purchase. She didn't have enough money for her purchase. And so she surrendered the bottle of hand sanitizer and the thermometer, I believe, if I'm remembering this right. And the woman behind her immediately said, I'll take it. And so the woman who didn't have enough money left the store with her bags and was walking to her car feeling a little bit worried about, oh, I want a thermometer to take my kid's temperature to make sure they're not sick. And she feels a tap on her shoulder and she turns around. Wow. <laughs> I feel tears arising just thinking of this story. And it was the woman behind her who had taken the supplies she couldn't afford. And she, <laughs> and she said, take these. I'm a nurse. I have a little bit of hand sanitizer left at my house. I have a thermometer somewhere. And you need these for yourself and your family. And those moments, oh, they just bring tears to my eyes. They warm my entire heart. That is a moment where that woman chose love over fear. She could have said, well, I only have half a bottle at home. I'm going to need more. Well, I don't know where that thermometer is. What if I can't find it? I better take this one. But she chose love. And so I remind you, dear one, that we all have the opportunity to choose love in any given moment. Another way I've witnessed this invitation manifesting in real life is the invitation to help those in need even when fear asks you to not take the chance. So I'm going to share two separate antidotes that sort of illustrate both sides of this, choosing fear and choosing love. Now I will say, there is no judgment here. I'm simply an observer, a messenger, and I understand that everyone has their own unique situation, conditions, um, experiences. So there's no judgment to either of the two people I'm going to share in this story, um, in these little antidotes, but I just wanted to prefix that. I'm sharing these antidotes to demonstrate a vast um, invitation, the one I'm calling choosing love or choosing fear. And I don't necessarily know both of these people very well. Um, well, I know one of them. And I can't possibly imagine the unique circumstances that each of these people have which led to their decision. So there's no judgment here. I have a friend who was telling me about her friend who recently had to leave Bali during all of this craziness because her visa expired and it was before they had introduced the emergency extension visa which I am in the process of applying for and getting approved for 
And so she had to leave. And because all of the countries around here had closed their borders, she literally had to go back to the United States. She had no choice. It's the only place that would take her because that's where she's from. Besides, I think Mexico and Japan are like two of the places that are still allowing uh, tourist visas. But because of finances and other circumstances, those weren't an option for her. So she went back to the United States. And this poor woman could not find a single person in her life who would take her in. Um, you know, she was flying back, which wasn't what she wanted to do. And then upon arriving, she didn't know where she was going to stay. Uh, her parents wouldn't take her in. Her closest friends wouldn't take her in because, not because they don't love her, of course, but because they were in such deep fear of potentially contracting the virus and she had been traveling and she had been on the side of the world and so I love you but I'm sorry I can't take you in now a little update this woman did eventually find somewhere to stay it was with an ex-partner um, from what I understand it wasn't ideal it wasn't the most loving situation but she had a roof for her two weeks of self-quarantine um, upon arriving back in the United States. So here's an example of fear coming in and saying, mm, here's someone you really love, needs, needs help, but you better be careful. You better not take the risk. You better mind your own self and your own health. Now, this other antidote I want to share is about my sister, my blood sister. Her name is Lindsay. Truthfully, my sister Lindsay has one of the most generous and kind souls I've ever encountered in my entire life. Truly, she is an absolute radiating being. I'm so grateful to call her my sister and to have learned so much from her, growing up with her, and just being her little sis. And so Lindsay uh, recently volunteered to do grocery and food and medicine runs for those who are at high risk and uh, really feel afraid to leave their houses. So people with lung disorders, people over the age of 60 or 50, um, people with diabetes or autoimmune disorders, she has volunteered to do those runs. So she is leaving her house, going out into the world in order to pick up supplies and deliver them to people who really need that assistance right now. So here's a case kind of on the contrast where just as likely as a lot of those people in the first example, Lindsay could contract the virus, um, right? She's She's young, of course, she's healthy, um, and everyone's susceptible. So her heart, though, is choosing to open, is choosing to radiate love, even in the face of great fear, even in the face of great panic, even in the face of risk, right? There's a risk in doing that. <sighs> So during this time in the world, it is the most important to extend ourselves in service to one another. Maybe this means physically, maybe this means energetically, maybe this means relationally. To remember that we are all one, we are all the same. You're all brothers and sisters of Mother Earth, here to be in service of and have compassion for each other. <sighs> and when I exist in the aura, in the energy of compassion, of love, it is truly a medicine, truly.
which leads me into the fourth way I see this invitation, this game of real love versus real fear showing up in the world right now. And that is the invitation to take personal responsibility for my energy, for my aura, for my vibe, whatever you choose to call it. And I know this one's especially hard, especially if you consider yourself empathic and maybe have not mastered or learned how to create and hold energetic boundaries for yourself. But I'll just say it. We are being asked to take responsibility for our own energy. Love says, trust me, darling, even when it's scary. Fear says, panic, panic, panic. And so what do I choose every morning as I wake up to the blessing of another day? What do I choose each night as I lay my head to sleep? So blessed to have a bed, a pillow, a roof over myself. It's a time to remember that your energy is so, so important. Because, my darling, energy is medicine. Just as much as the food I eat and the herbs and the tinctures I consume, energy is medicine. However, there's a big difference between energy as medicine in food or, or medications or herbals as medicine. And that is that my energy or my vibe is a medicine that has the power to nourish not just myself, not just those I touch physically, but anyone who can feel it. My energy has the power to nourish and touch anyone who comes into contact with it. And that is magic. That is powerful. My energy is a medicine I can share with the world simply by existing. No money, no resources, no time required to share this medicine. And guess what? It's abundant. I have unlimited access to my own energy. It's a medicine that can literally never run out. And so here I have access to this medicine that can literally help unlimited people for an unlimited amount of time that I have abundant access to. And all I need to do to feel it and drink it in and share it is exist. At this crucial juncture in human and earthly history, it is vastly important that we collectively take responsibility for our individual energy states, our vibe, our mindset, so important, you guys, especially and specifically if you consider yourself a healer, a leader, or a light worker, especially you beautiful beings. It is extra important for you. It is an invitation that to me has felt stronger than any other invitation My energy affects every single being I come into contact with, physically, energetically, virtually, with the world of social media and 
the internet today. Energy is literally a medicine that can be shared through a screen. It's incredible. What a gift. Or a curse. Like all things, the dosing is key. It can be medicine or poison depending how I choose to use it. So my energy affects every single being I come into contact with, including the plants, the trees, the birds, and of course the humans. My human relationships are likely, this is, I'm kind of making this up here, but I believe potentially are the most affected by my energy. So I recently met a new friend here in Bali. His name is Sumarjo. And I met him when I was eating alone at this little tiny local Indonesian cafe. It's one of my favorites. I go there um, usually when I go out to eat and it's owned by a little local Balinese family. And uh, they just have the most delicious traditional food. So I was sitting there one morning eating my breakfast, Salamat Malan Peggy. Um, and looking out at the little street in front of me, and um, this man just came up on his bike. He was a taxi driver, so a lot of the taxi drivers around here have the motorbikes. And we started talking, and um, I was actually already talking to another man who had come up a few minutes later, or I'm sorry, earlier, and his name's Wyan, and he was helping me practice my Indonesian. I'm, I'm becoming fluent, you guys. I'm learning Indonesian. Uh, the language. And so Wyan was helping me practice. And then here comes Sumarjo on his bike. And he just came up and, and he wasn't necessarily extremely even active in the conversation, but he just, I now know, felt gravitated towards me. So there he was just kind of chiming in a little bit. Um, I originally thought he was friends with Wyan, but no, he just came out of nowhere. And so after I finished my meal, he said, I, I drive you back to your bungalow. And I said, Jalankaki, meaning I'm walking by foot. Thank you. Anyway, I'm just going to walk. And so I started walking and he followed me and he said, no, 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 I drive you. I drive you. And I said, I don't need a taxi ride. Makasiya, saya, Jalankaki. I'm walking by foot. Thank you for the offer. I'm good, basically. And... <laughs> He said, I drive you as friend. I drive you as friend. So I said, okay, you drive me as friend. I'm down for a motorbike ride. So I get on his motorbike and he takes me back to my place. I'm still even in that moment a little hesitant, like, all right, are you going to ask me to pay you now? And I get off the bike and he says, okay, have, have a great day. And I said, why, why did you just give me this is your profession, you're a taxi driver, why would you offer me a free taxi ride, you know? And he said to me, because when I'm around you, my heart, it feels warm, it feels healthy. And so from that moment, Sumarjo and I have developed a friendship, and it's What's really beautiful for me is I have a friend who's local to the area who has a motorbike and knows all of the best local, secret, sacred nature spots that you can't find if you're a tourist and you don't know somebody because they don't put them on the internet. You got to know them to find them type of thing. And so we've been hanging out and he's been taking me to these beautiful spots. And so I asked him one day, um, because I've been very clear with my boundaries, I say, hugging? Okay. Kissing? No. No kissing, no touching me like that. Um, you can touch me like this. You can't touch me there. So I've just been very clear in my boundaries, and I'm not romantically or sexually attracted to him. So, um, you know, I asked him the other day, why Why do you, what do you get from this? You come pick me up and take me to all these great spots, and you're not getting sex from me, and you're not getting romanticism. So what do you get from this? And he just continues to say, my heart sings songs when I'm around you. My heart feels so good when I'm around you. That right there, my friends, is the medicine of energy.
and the medicine of real love frequency. It literally can affect the way another person's heart feels when they feel it. The heart, the center, pulsating force of life that lives within us all, the heart where the heartbeat lives, where real love can be felt the most potently and clearly. The heart, the center from where I can communicate non-physically and psychically with others. The heart. So, heart medicine. It is so potent and so healing, I believe. So we all, every single person listening to this has the opportunity to share heart medicine with the world, with those you come in contact with physically, digitally, online, energetically. I like to send love to sometimes the world, sometimes specific people through my meditations. So I can literally share this heart medicine without any actual connection in the 3D realm. I can send it through meditation in the ethers. In my personal opinion, this is the most potent and accessible way anyone can help right now. You know, if you're feeling like, you know, going out and doing physical acts of service isn't really for me or I don't really know about um, creating offerings or I don't really know about that, but I want to help. My darling, you can help. And how you help is you take full responsibility for your energy and you choose love over fear. So how do I deal with grief, pain, fear, during these trying times and return to myself, myself being that radiating, abundant love frequency that lives within me and lives within us all. Hmm. Well, there's a number of ways. Oftentimes it's through prayer, through song, singing, dancing, meditation. Sometimes it involves simply becoming a curious observer of my own state and noticing, oh, look at that. I had that feeling and now I'm starting to create stories in my head around what that means or I'm thinking thoughts that are lowering my frequency. Look at that. How interesting is that? Let's change that script right now. What do you say, (laughs) knick-knack? That's a conversation I'll have with myself. Sometimes it's through literally doing something different. So like I mentioned earlier, noticing my fear body wanting to say, 100 rupee? No, I give you 50. Noticing my scarcity show up and saying, you got to get a better deal. What if you run out of money? And then in that moment, choosing to hand them the 100 rupee and leaving the store. So sometimes... I shift it through literally doing something different. But a lot of prayer, a lot, a lot of gratitude. Oh, just not only when I wake up, taking minutes to, to stay in bed before I arise or look at the phone and tap deeply into the part of me that feels so grateful for so much. Not only before I go to bed at night, but before I take a bite of anything, pausing and remembering what a blessing it is to have access to food. Gratitude is the antidote to fear, as I see it. Gratitude, prayer, movement, moving heaviness through my body through movement whether it be y'all know my favorite form is dance hiking yoga 
stretching, going on a walk. And most of all, nourishing the part of my system that feels trust, that feels deep, deep trust, and continuing to cultivate trust in my system, what I like to call surrendered-based trust, which is a trust that can withstand any event, anything that occurs in my life. So if you want more on surrendered-based trust, scroll down in the podcast app. I think it's like five or six episodes ago, maybe seven or eight, maybe nine or ten. I'm not really sure, but it's called surrendered-based trust, and I talk all about it. (sighs) So there are many ways that I alchemize my heaviness into lightness, that I honor and feel my darkness and choose not to get stuck there. So I have my tools and I have the things that work for me. And I continue to stay in practice. I continue to choose love and to choose trust every single day. Because I know this is the most powerful medicine, not only for myself, but everyone around me and the entire planet. (sighs) So my loves, I have a couple offerings that are present in my world right now I'll share with you on this platform. One thing I'm doing right now is I'm hosting weekly digital dance, excuse me, digital dance parties. Mama Nikki is bringing the dank tunes, and we are ecstatic dancing together over the interwebs. So once a week, I am hosting one of these dance parties using my Zoom video platform account. I have room for up to 100 people each week, and this is a completely free of charge offering here for you, here to offer movement and music as medicine, because it has been such potent medicine for me in my life. So I share it with you all once a week for as long as I do it. (laughs) I'll be sharing that offering for as long as I do. So I will drop the link in the show notes if you want to register to be on the email list for those digital dance parties. That way you'll get a little email from me each week the day before I host the dance party Uh, so you can know about the time and get the Zoom link in order to join. I'll be doing those once a week. They're a ton of fun. I just did my first one last week, and it was so beautiful and fun to all come together. And on Zoom, we can all see each other dancing, so it's it's like we're all together, but we're not. Uh, Very fun. The other thing I'm offering as of this day right here is what I call Sunshine Sessions. That is a one-on-one hour-long session with me, and I am offering these on a sliding scale, which means pay what you can. Pay what you can. I know so many people are in scarcity or literally not knowing when they're going to get their next paycheck or be able to return to work. And so with that, (laughs) I feel deeply called to offer these sessions on a sliding scale basis. What do we do in these sunshines? It's becoming late over here in Bali. Baby grandma needs to go to bed soon. What am I offering? What do we do in these sunshine sessions? Well, dear one, we do whatever the present moment asks for. You get me all to yourself for 60 minutes, and in those 60 minutes, we can talk about relationships, we can talk about the current state of the world, we can talk about cultivating trust, we cannot talk at all, we can dance together, pray together, sing together, really whatever the moment calls for, whatever is alive for you is what we will do in those sessions. So those are some fresh offerings I have going on. I will also drop the link 
to schedule a sunshine session with me. If that feels in alignment for you, um, you'll see that link in my, I'm sorry, in the show notes. Yeah, so you click there and it'll bring you to my calendar and you can just go ahead and schedule an hour with me. All right, my darlings, that is what I have for you today. I hope this transmission, this message finds you or helps you to find peace in the current state of the world, trust in your own system, and a clear avenue to access the love frequency that is so vibrant and alive in all of us. (laughs) I love you. Sending you deep, deep love, and I will catch you in the next episode.